what's going on, everyone? Welcome into the PFN Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Kyle Yates, and I'm your host. I can be found on Twitter at KyleYNFL. I'm joined here today again by the great Kyle Soppy. He can be found on Twitter at Kyle Soppy PFN. Soppy, how are we doing here today on Spine Thursday? Doing good. We're getting close to these. I, I see most people like next round of the playoffs the most, but I, I kind of like this round because you've still got a plurality of games. you got a bunch of games. Next week's great, but it's only two games. Like that doesn't scratch my itch after having 14 on these slates on Sundays. So that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to this weekend. I think we've got some good games, some high scoring games, some defenses. The one seeds are back in play. I'm looking forward to a good weekend. How about you? I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. I think that this is the best weekend of playoff football, in my opinion, because yes. like wild card, you have those teams that are in the playoffs, but really like, did we expect Pittsburgh to really put up a significant fight against Buffalo last weekend with Mason wow. Rudolph at quarterback? Like I'm not sitting down going like, man, I can't wait to watch Mason Rudolph in the playoffs. So I think this week though, as we look at the matchups, man, it's just going to be good football across the board. I'm really looking forward to it. One of the teams that will be playing here this weekend, I did want to focus in really quick, especially from a fantasy sure. standpoint, CJ Stroud, the Houston Texans. We are seeing head coaching interviews right now. I mean, Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the Houston Texans, first year as a play caller is a very, very hot commodity here for sure. these teams that have head coaching vacancies. I did want to at least pause and talk about the possibility here of CJ Stroud going into next year without Bobby, Bobby Slowick as his offensive coordinator and play caller, should we have any concern for CJ Stroud going into next year if Bobby Slowick is hired away? I mean, the concern's got to be there, right? You're talking about a rookie quarterback coming off a great season. Any change is something I don't want. I don't care if it's for better or worse. For all we know, Bobby Slowick might be holding him back. He might be the next Patrick Mahomes. He might be the greatest. I doubt it, but you don't know. So any level of change coming off of a great season is obviously less than ideal, but I, I'm really not too worried about it. I mean, Houston was middle of the pack and pass rate over expectation, so it's not like you're you're in jeopardy of going the wrong direction when it comes to volume. I think you bring in a coach, you pretty much expect middle of the road pass rate, so that's, that's fine. You're talking... A rookie quarterback that we didn't have a great feel for. We have a season of reps under his belt. So now we have a better feel for what C.J. Stroud can do. Tank Dell, obviously, will be healthy next year, we hope. But, I mean, he was a rookie receiver coming into this season. We now know what he can do. Nico Collins, being the alpha receiver, we know what he looks like in that role. So, to me, you're losing some upside with Slowick if he goes. We don't know that he will at this point, but if he goes. But you're gaining kind of a, an entire year of reps and of – film that we didn't have otherwise on a lot of these young pieces and to me the difference is negligible there a coach can come in and work with tape now it's not work with scouting it's not work with guessing he's got tangible evidence that these guys can play and what they can do well so I, I'm probably not going to drop him much in my ranks I would prefer he stays I just prefer fewer moving pieces in life but if he moves on I'm not too worried about it yeah, offensive continuity going from one year into the next, especially from your first year into the second year, is huge, right? We've seen sure. this with other quarterbacks where they get that offensive coordinator shift and suddenly it kind of derails the momentum that they've had. So I do think going into next year, whoever it is, if it isn't Bobby Slowick, right, whoever it is definitely plays a role in how far up the quarterback rankings I will have right. C.J. Stroud. But you brought up a good point. The there, You know, you mentioned the weapons there of Nico Collins and Tank Dell, but we saw Noah Brown and Robert Woods and Xavier Brevin Jordan, Brevin Jordan. Like we saw these other options here operate as that wide receiver three and the, you know, ancillary pass catchers here in Houston. What happens if they go out and they get Michael Pittman jr. They spend big in free agency. They go bring in, you know, and now it's Nico Collins, Michael Pittman jr. And tank Dell as the wide receiver core. What happens? We talked about this on the previous podcast this week. What happens if they go get Deandre Swift to add to the backfield, right? Like they have, yeah. 
these pieces here to add to this offense where I think that we saw them overperform based on the names that were in that. Like going sure. into the year, we definitely were not like Nico Collins and Tank Dell are going to light the world on fire here this year. We were not predicting that we would have been called crazy. So I think going into next year, too, if they upgrade, there is room for them to upgrade at those spots and definitely take a significant step forward as well to kind of counteract that loss of Bobby Slowick potentially at offensive coordinator. The NFL playoffs are rolling along and that means there is an opportunity to get involved in the action. ESPN bet is live. Secure $250 in bonus bets by signing up with the link in the episode description and use the promo code PFN and you will instantly have $200 in bonus bets in your account plus another 50 within 24 hours. Must be physically present in one of the 17 states that legally have ESPN bet for bonuses. 21 years or older and present in participating states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER additionally we are going to continue to crank out the podcast the audio video content here for you guys over on the podcast and the youtube channel but all of our written content can be found over at pfnfantasy.com we are rolling through a lot of dynasty value dynasty trade advice so uh, dynasty rookie mock drafts rankings oh, everything that you need can be found over at pfnfantasy.com make sure to check that out as well I wanted to kind of take a breath here and look back on last year. And I think that a lot of other shows, a lot of other sites out there will do like rookie awards, right? They'll do a mm -hmm. lot of like taking a look back at the rookie class and how did it perform. But I wanted to take a slightly different angle on it here, Soppy. What we're going to do sure. for this episode is we are going to go head to head and draft an all rookie team. So knowing what we know now, we are going to go back and have the Full play, full pool, excuse me, of 2023 rookies at our disposal. And we are going to draft head to head here to kind of build out our ultimate fantasy lineup. So that is one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end here. So I will throw it to you first. You get to choose. Do you want the one spot or do you want the turn? It is a snake, snake style format drafting here. So do you want the 101 and then, or the 102, 103, and then on from there? You're far too kind. We're doing this PPR or half PPR, right? Is that yeah. what format we're going here? I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to receive. I will take the 101 okay. here and go with my guy CJ Stroud that we Dang were just talking it. about. I know. I mean, you can't do this. I get that waiting on a quarterback is in vogue right now, but we're a we're doing a rookie draft, and the next best option is 61% points per game lower <laughs> than CJ Stroud. That's the biggest of any of these guys. I didn't need to do a lot of research to tell you that CJ Stroud is not only the top rookie, but he's gonna be on the He's going to be a quarterback one next year, and I don't think it's really all that close. Listen, since 2000, there have been two quarterbacks, just two, that in one of their first three seasons, they've had a season with 4,000 passing yards, 20 passing touchdowns, and under 10 interceptions. Who do you think they were? Obviously, C.J. Stroud is one of them because that would be a silly stat to bring up in a C.J. Stroud discussion. But who is the other? I don't know, Soppy. Who are the other? It's Patrick Mahomes, it's the greatest quarterback to play our game right now, and it's him and C.J. Stroud. They're on a list together since 2000, so to me, C.J. Stroud, no-brainer, number one option in this draft. Positional scarcity definitely went into the strategy there. Oh, yeah. We are one pick in, and I already get sniped. Uh, I'm already tilting a little bit, but now I get to wait it out at quarterback here and get to take Will Levis or Bryce Young later Aiden on. Aiden O'Connell? Or Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> Man, can't wait to do that. Uh, all right, I'm up here now with the 102 and the 201. I get the turn here. Uh, I'm obviously gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Puka Nakua. I will add Puka Nakua to the team here uh, to be my first wide receiver. Obviously, we have three of those wide receivers starting out. I mean, a ridiculous season. And I, I had Puka Nakua as one of my players to draft here this year. 
in no way, shape, or form did I expect him to be a weekly starter or weekly contributor for your fantasy lineup, let alone a league-winning option here that you drafted or didn't even draft based on where he was going in ADP. Absolutely stellar season here from Puka Nakua, and we even saw that in the playoff game against the Detroit Lions with him just dominating. I really think that going into next year, Puka Nakua is going to be the wide receiver one for the Los Angeles Rams. Like, do Do you disagree with that? Is that a hot take? I don't know if it's a hot take. I think it's a coin flip, and it feels silly because we were having this discussion, what was it, a few years ago? It's like Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Who's going to be the wide receiver one? It was a real discussion, and then Cooper Cup goes and breaks the mold and breaks everything in fantasy. So I'm going to be trigger shy in committing one way or the other. I have Cooper Cup ranked a little bit higher right now because I think he does carry a little more touchdown equity, but Puka Nakua, you're talking a rookie year, top 10 in receptions, top 5 in receiving yards, top 5 in receptions, gaining at least 20 yards. Like He checked every single box you could possibly ask for him, as long as Matthew Staff back yeah I mean he's a wide receiver too at the very least you're locking him into lineups where he ranks with cup is TBD all right then I'm gonna go to and balance out this roster here I'm gonna go to the running back position here I'm gonna go with Bijan Robinson uh obviously very very close between him and Jameer Gibbs kind of uh, very similar production as far as what they did here this year but I think Bijan Robinson for what he can do moving forward as well I the tape was phenomenal I don't think you can go wrong either way here we talked about the possibility of you know Bill Belichick coming into Atlanta earlier this morning we got the news that Bill Belichick is going to be doing a second interview here in Atlanta so could potentially be shaping up that Belichick is going to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons but based on the production here and what we saw from Bijan in his rookie year there's immense room to grow we talked about this in the way too early running back rankings like Get him more involved in the red zone. Give him the ball when you get inside the 10-yard line. Simple. Watch, it's very simple. And watch his touchdown total skyrocket. So to round out my team here, I'll go Bijan Robinson, Pukunikua, although I don't think you can go wrong with Jameer Gibbs uh, over Bijan Robinson. All right, send it back to you. You got two picks back-to-back. Where are we going? Yeah, we'll, good. we'll double down on the running back position as long as we're there. I got two picks. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs first. No real concern there. He did outscore... Bijan by over a point and a half per game. So I get that leg up here. A consistent producer as the season was going. David Montgomery, obviously, with a career high in touchdowns is a minor concern. But, I mean, he we've seen this Detroit backfield do this exact thing at an elite level two years in a row. Looking forward to 2024. I don't know why we can't continue it. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, the top five running back for me heading into next year. I, I don't know. What, what more? To me, his 2023 was what we were hoping Bijan would give us. Obviously, he wasn't really afforded the ability to do that, but the per-touch numbers, the elusiveness, the big play, the splash play, the catches, he checks all the boxes for me. I am thrilled to see what he's going to be doing moving forward. Thought you might take him here. I get him here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double down with Lions. You're the one covering the Lions these days. Give me some Sam Laporta, more positional value in this spot, 54% more points per game than any other rookie tight end in this class. So I get a big jump on you there, much like I did with C.J. Stroud. I'm a Packers fan. And I'm loading up on Lions. That part doesn't feel great. But Sam Laporta, he's the second best target earner in that offense, and it's not even close. I mean, I get that the running backs played a role there. Jameson Williams had his moments. Josh Reynolds lit up the Rams in the playoff game. Whatever. Sam Laporta putting up numbers that rival that of Gronk in his rookie season. Jeremy Shockey, you have to keep going back old school to see all these rookie records when it comes to tight ends. He is as good as it gets at the position, and I think he's going to be for the foreseeable future, and he certainly was in 2023. All right, so one of the things that I did want to talk about with Jameer Gibbs, and you ended up continuing that on here with Sam Laporta, which Laporta would have been the next pick for me. I needed to balance out my roster here. I thought about Laporta with my previous pick, but would have been the next selection for me. 
with Gibbs and Laporta going into next year, we talked about this potential with CJ Stroud, with Bobby Slowick leaving. If Ben Johnson does get a head coaching gig here, do we have any concern about Gibbs and Laporta living up to expectations here going into next year? To me, not not really, because I don't think there's a really a man in waiting here. I think Gibbs, I don't want to say it was his floor this season, but I don't see David Montgomery's role increasing. Right. I mean, maybe they regress him a little bit. And if they regress him and that's three or four more touchdowns for Gibbs, that skyrockets him up the board. I'm not worried about the target competition for Laporta outside of Monroe St. Brown, like Jamison Williams, even if he takes his stride forward, what's he looking at? Like a four to six target a game kind of guy. He's not going to be a volume target earner. Josh Reynolds, those other options aren't going to be either. So I think unless they bring in somebody and then the, you know, all the math changes, you were talking about that with the Texans, if they bring in a Pittman or somebody like that, then, then we can start asking questions. But as the roster, as it stands right now, I really don't care who's coaching. As long as it's Jared Goff under center, I know where those passes are going. All right, uh, so you have one quarterback. So far, your team is C.J. Stroud, Jameer Gibbs at running back, no wide receivers, Sam Laporta at tight end here. I've got Bijan Robinson and Puka Nakua to start out my roster here. Obviously, I can wait now on quarterback and tight end because you went with the top options, understandably mm-hmm. so, at both those positions. But I now have the potential to load up on wide receiver as you have left yourself vulnerable here. So for sure, one of my selections is going to be Rasheed Rice. I, yeah, that was given. Kansas City Chiefs. I uh, saw this one coming from a mile away. No, I, Rasheed Rice, a fantastic season. And I, I went into this year skeptical with Rice. I wasn't exactly the biggest believer in his film because he at SMU, he was utilized heavily deep downfield. And I didn't know exactly how that was going to fit into the wide receiver room here within Kansas City. Obviously, I was a big believer in Sky Moore coming into the year. That did not come to that did not work out in my favor. Uh, Rasheed Rice, though, heavily utilized underneath and becoming more of a yak option uh, in this offense, which we saw translate to fantastic fantasy production in his rookie year. So I think Rasheed Rice moving forward is going to be a guy that going into next year, assuming that they don't add a top tier option at wide receiver that they don't go out and trade for, which I think is still very much in the realm of possibilities. Right. I think that they can't go into next year saying like Rasheed Rice, Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore and Marquez Valdez Scantling are our guys again going (laughs) into 2024. So I think there will be some competition added to this, this wide receiver room, but Rasheed Rice, I think has established himself as the wide receiver one. We saw the, the chemistry there with Patrick Mahomes. I'll go Rasheed Rice. Then now looking at the top of my big board as I built this out for my the exercise here, the running back position. Yeah, yeah, I'll shore up the running back position here. Yeah, I, I was looking at here. potentially yeah. going with like a guy like Zay Flowers, really take away that wide receiver position for you. But no, I will go with Devon Achan here. Yeah, I was hoping and <laughs> really shore up that running back room here. So now my running backs, Bijan Robinson, Devon Achan to go with Puka Nakua, Rasheed Rice. What more is there to say about Devon Achan and what he did? The only concern going into next year is durability and health and availability, right? Which is a massive thing to talk about for fantasy football. You, the best of ability is availability. Of course. But I think that it, we talked about him too on the way too early. Like Devon Achan, can he be this top 10 running back? Are you going to draft him as a l- cornerstone for your fantasy roster going into next year? I don't know if I can get on board with that. So ADP is going to play a big role in where exactly if I end up with him on my rosters, but as an RB2, if I can get him as an RB2 onto my oh, roster yeah. for that boom potential, sign me up every day of the week. Devon HN here as the running back two for this roster in this exercise. Soppy, back to you. 
Yeah, I mean, I had a few tiers here, and I knew I wasn't going to get the top of all of them, so I had to take some of my lumps here. So I, I got to wait on running back now because you've cornered me out of that, and you don't need any more. So we'll wait. We'll call Tajay Spears' name or something in a little bit here. So I got to go receivers. I don't have any. You've got a bunch, and you've got one more to draft. So I'm going to go that direction. Give me the stack. I'm going to stack CJ Stroud with some Tank Dell here. I was skeptical as anybody. The guy's undersized. The guy relies on speed, yada, yada, yada. It doesn't matter. He just gets open. He just earns targets. And that connection with CJ Stroud is nothing short of special. I am so excited to see what this offense brings, even if they don't bring anybody in. If they do, we'll see. Tank Dell is a third option. It seems like cheating at this point. But, I mean, come on. The deep downfield stuff, the catch rate, the ADA, all that stuff, it checks all the boxes. I don't know if he's ever going to turn into the most consistent of producers we saw at times this year. Dalton Schultz misses sometime, Nico Collins. But when everybody's healthy, I worry a little bit about consistency. But realistically, that's a minor concern if we're talking about an offense that I believe in. Behind C.J. Stroud, they're putting up 25, 30 points a game. Tank Dell's going to replicate his numbers this year, his per-game numbers over the course of a full season. As long as he's healthy in 2024, no reason not to consider him a fantasy starter. So I'm going that direction for my wide receiver one. My wide receiver two was close. Was close between Jaden Reed and Zay Flowers. I'm going to go Reed in this spot. A little more upside. I, I like him coming with the – they use him in the run game. They use him up and down the field. Jordan Love, I trust more as a passer than I do Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, don't get me wrong, the better quarterback, the MVP. sentence. I, I know, right? What a sentence if, if you, you went yeah, back let's to not September. Put, yeah, let's not cut uh, cut Kyle Sapi here talking about Jordan Love four months ago and currently, but he's he's proven himself as a passer. What what that means for Jordan Love's fantasy stock, we went over this on the other podcast. I'm still a little skeptical. I don't think he's going to be a top 12 guy, partly because there's 12 really good quarterbacks, and that that's a tough nut to crack here, and I will go Lamar Jackson over Jordan Love in fantasy. But when it comes to getting my wide receiver won the ball, Jordan Love's as good as anybody. Right now, Jaden Reed working in He's grow. I love this. Uh, same thing with Tank Dell. When you get a rookie receiver growing with a young quarterback, you love to see that development. Jaden Reed showed everything of an alpha receiver, and he doesn't have anybody really blocking him. Christian Watson, say what you will, he's a good upside play. He's not an alpha target earner. He's not going right. to be this Michael Pittman kind of guy vacuuming in 10 targets a game. So if Jaden Reed, I'm penciling in for 7 to 10 targets on a consistent basis. No issue at all with him in 2024, and I love what he did in 2023. It's hard to argue with Jaden Reed. I mean, moving forward, 10 touchdowns in his rookie season. Crazy. Just absolutely ridiculous here. For a player that we liked coming into the year, again, I had him as a player to draft here this past year in the 15th round because the <laughs> argument was, well, we don't know who the wide receiver one in exactly. Green Bay is going to be. It could be Jaden Reed here with Jordan Love. That definitely played out, but Jaden Reed here moving forward. Love the selection. It was between him and Zay Flowers for me for my next pick as well. I will go yeah. here with Zay Flowers. As again, you have the quarterback, you have the tight end. I don't have to worry about those right now. So I will go with Zay Flowers, lock up him. Uh, moving forward, I think Zay has established himself as the wide receiver one here in Baltimore. I don't, I don't see even if they bring back Odell Beckham Jr. next year, I don't see him taking that role away from him. Rashad Bateman has just kind of proven to be this wide receiver two threes. He has not lived up to expectations, even though I loved him coming out of University of Minnesota. It would be they have to go out and they have to spend big, which I don't think that they have the cap room to do. They have to spend big in free agency to go get a player that can compete with Zay Flowers for targets here moving into next year. And that that chemistry with Lamar Jackson should only continue to grow as he develops and continues to move forward. So Zay Flowers there to be my wide receiver three. 
Now, I got another selection here uh, before I send it back to you. I, quarterback, tight end. I'll go with the tight end here. I will go with Dalton Kincaid uh, for the Buffalo Bills. We saw some really good things here when Dawson Knox was out of the lineup. Then Knox came back in, and we started to see that target volume be eaten away at again. Moving into next year, I don't know how this is going to work out with Knox and with Kincaid. Yeah. I don't know what that target volume is going to be. So Kincaid, I think, has all the upside in the world, especially in this offense. But as long as Knox is here, I don't see Kincaid pushing his way into that top five weekly status. I think he can still be worth the dart throw, right? He falls into that bucket that we talk about constantly at the tight end position of like, yeah, he could be something good for you here this week, but you have absolutely no idea. I think Kincaid is sort of falling into that where tight end 11, tight end 12, tight end 13 off the board next year, I could see happening. Uh, but anything more than that, I will probably be out on Kincaid. But showed fantastic signs here in his rookie year. The talent and potential is there. Just with Dawson Knox in the lineup, I don't see him ever reaching that fantasy ceiling. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I'll probably be a little higher on him than you because he's got the profile. He's got the quarterback. He's got the offensive structure. He kind of has every, all the boxes we check. He's not... He's not going to be Pat Fryermuth. You know, that's kind of who I put down there. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe he caught two balls. I hope he scored. I mean, Kincaid has a little more upside there. The thing that worries about worries me about Kincaid, you mentioned Knox, and that's definitely part of it. It's this Stefan Diggs age curve stuff. If he's running closer to the line of scrimmage, that kind of that narrows everything down. You got Gabe Davis running wind sprints for the next five years because that's what Gabe Davis does but then you're talking a lot of guys a lot of traffic in that short passing game with James Cook you got the two tight ends if Stefan Diggs is that if that's yep. his thing and then Shakir and we're asking Kincaid to kind of separate himself so there is some concern here I would agree with you that he's not a tier one guy that we wanted him to be or even that he looked at looked the part of early in the season with Knox out but to me he's a weekly starter he'll be inside my top 12. All right your final two selections in this draft where are you going? Yeah, see, this is where I distance myself from you because these two aren't great. Your last pick is going to be ugly. So, <laughs> so I'm going to go Tajay Spears to get my second running back here. Really the only other rookie running back that I was at all comfortable with here. I do think better things are ahead. I think he's a fantasy starter in 2024, assuming Derrick Henry either retires or moves on from Tennessee. Certainly, certainly seems that way. Tajay Spears, a nice per-touch basis, a nice versatile option. Where that offense goes in the future is obviously a concern, but I do think we saw enough in the way of flashes to be encouraged by him moving into 2024, and I will be drafting him as a low-end fantasy starter, be it low-end running back two, a flex play if you're playing deeper leagues. Like I think that's about where he falls, and I need another receiver. I'm going to go with the guy Jordan Addison, who we were high on coming into the season, underachieved, I guess, a little bit here, but... You had a lot of moving pieces. Hawkinson gets hurt at the end. You had Kirk Cousins out for the year. Justin Jefferson missed a month and a half. There were a lot of moving pieces here, and we saw the big play upside. We saw what he is capable of. We saw everything that we, we were in awe of when he was at USC. There's a lot to like in this package. I think he's pretty clearly the number two receiver in Minnesota. Obviously, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. We don't know exactly the health of Hawkinson going into next year. All of that stuff's going to play into the target projection for Addison. But I think he's a pretty safe bet for at least five targets a game. And I think the upside for much more is there. Jordan Addison, my last pick in this rookie draft for 2023. All right, your roster is CJ Stroud at quarterback, Jameer Gibbs at running back, Tyje Spears at running back too. Tank Dell, Jaden Reed, Jordan Addison, elite. and Sam Laporta. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't say elite. I wouldn't say elite. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let the people decide. We'll put this to a graphical. Exactly, let the people exactly. decide. Uh, Ty J. Spears, though, I did want to talk about. I'm, you mentioned kind of that low-end RB2, Derrick Henry moves on. I, we talked about the potential of Bobby Slowick, right? And now we know that the Titans are one of the teams that is interested in mm -hmm. Bobby Slowick. So let's say, just in this hypothetical situation, 
Slowick is hired as the head coach of the Tennessee Titans and brings in this offense here to work with the quarterback that I will draft here in just a second. Ty J Spears, if we knew that he was stepping into that Devin Singletary role here within this offense, would he move up your rankings into that top 15 territory or is he still more in that low end RB2? He's going to have a hard time threatening the top end of the running back too, but it, would, it wouldn't hurt his value. I would be encouraged by that. I think he's a better player than Devin Singletary, and Singletary was out here winning leagues over the last month and a half of the season. Do I think all of that is the offensive play calling? I don't, and I don't think Will Levis is C.J. Stroud. So the respect for the offense as a whole is a little bit different. But, yeah, he would move up. He'd move inside my top 20. I'm comfortable drafting him. I think he's going to be a decent value. He's going to get some hype, but I don't think people are going to jump over – you know, move mountains here to draft Tajay Spears because we didn't, we don't know. We don't right. know what he's going to be. I mean, over five yards a touch as a rookie is encouraging, but we don't know what he brings to the table. I'm perfectly fine targeting that uncertainty. All right. Uh, will Levis will be the quarterback that I draft here because Ooh, yeah. uh, he showed me at least something more than Bryce Young in Carolina this year. Uh, Levis, I think, definitely exceeded expectations based on the limited si- you know, sample size that we had from him, right? You had Ryan Tannehill in, you had him then injured and all this sort of stuff. So you didn't see this sure. full, you know, larger sample size from Will Levis. But when he did play, we saw some fantastic deep downfield passing, right? We saw the ability to stretch the field. So I think the mm-hmm. upside is there. I'm encouraged from what I saw with Will Levis here this past year. However, I don't think that you can go into next year and say like, yeah, he is the yeah. locked in option here for the Tennessee Titans moving forward or anything like that. But my options, again, were Aiden O'Connell, Bryce Young, or Will Levis here as the quarterback that I will draft in this all-rookie team. I will go with Will Levis. My final team here shapes out to be Will Levis, Bijan Robinson, Devon Achan, Pukanakua, Rasheed Rice, Zay Flowers, and Dalton Kincaid. You definitely got me in the edge with the, or edged me out with uh, quarterback and tight end here, but man, that running back and wide receiver core of Bijan, Devon Achan, Pukanakua, Rasheed Rice, Zay Flowers. That's tough. That we can use the word elite for. All right, Kyle Sapi, that is it here for this episode. A fun little exercise here as we take a look back on the rookie class here from this past year. Any other names that you kind of want to just circle and talk about here as names to kind of monitor and you have excitement for next year? I'd give you a chance to talk about how you're super excited about Quentin Johnston. Not quite, but I will go over the receiver. Jackson Smith and Jigbo was better than I thought he'd be as a target earner in Seattle. I thought he'd struggle. I mean, not that the skill or anything is a concern, but behind Metcalf, behind Lockett, in an offense that we thought would regress with Geno Smith, and we were right on Geno, but JSN was garnering looks at a reasonably consistent basis for a rookie with a lot of veteran competition there and an offense that wanted to run the ball. Obviously, no Pete Carroll next year, so things – or I'm not Pete Carroll. I'm sorry. I'm spacing there, but either way. This offense is going to look a little bit different as they work around whatever it is Geno Smith is. I don't, he's not going to be what he was last year, right? Or two years ago, I guess now technically last year's 2023. But I think JSN could be looking at 75, 80 catches. Why not? He caught 63 balls, played every game this year. The upside is there. I'm not going to say he's a lock or a fantasy starter or anything like that, but he's certainly a guy I have on my radar when it comes to roster depth in 2024. Uh, other names, Josh Downs was someone that I, based on yeah. how you went at the wide receiver position, was someone that I was circling here. 
to potentially get in. We saw a really, really solid dominant stretch from, uh, from him in that middle part of the year and then sort of tailed off, but we saw the ability to contribute in the NFL. Uh, and then the other one that I, he wasn't close to making the, you know, the top six wide receivers here for this exercise, but one that I will say I'm interested and in looking forward to monitor and especially from a dynasty perspective, potentially even mm-hmm. buying right now is Michael Wilson, wide receiver for the yeah, yeah. Cardinals. I think that we are going to see him take a dramatic step forward here next year, especially if Marquise Brown does leave in free agency. Michael Wilson, absolutely worth monitoring moving into 2024. All right, that'll do it. Make sure to go over to pfnmerch.com to get yourself some fantastic merchandise. You can see the shirt that I'm wearing here with the fantasy football over on the sleeves. Oh, you yeah. can see that over on youtube.com slash pfnfantasy, pfnmerch.com. Make sure to go check that out. All right, that'll do it. For Kyle Sapi, I'm Kyle Yates. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.